Hello and welcome back to Dynasty Tactics. My name is Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. I'm a senior writer at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Everyone, almost everyone has something to say about strategy. Like smoke on the water, everyone describes the direction they're heading, whether it's productive, struggle, robust running back, or even zero running back. But all these different strategies don't give you a great idea of how to get there. They're the end goal. The exact mechanics of how to go from step one to step two to step three are often harder to pin down, mainly because, like strategy, there are also a multitude of ways you can try to achieve the same goal. But I'm going to try and have one solid and actionable tactic that you can employ in Dynasty. And this week, I want to talk about a few different ideas and sum them under, all under one heading. Buy injured, buy rookies, and trade down. So let's start with buying injured. This is an Adam Hofstede heuristic, and like most good dynasty practice, you can normally find an Adam Hofstede reference. He's been doing this for a long time, longer than me, and better than me since. Just in terms of a dynasty scale, players who are injured are easier to trade for rather than cheaper to trade for. Anyone going out and sending trade offers in Jefferson Jefferson, which should be all of us at some point, every time a stud like that gets hurt, trade offers should be sent. But the person receiving them, and in good leagues where the active managers, where everyone's sending them an offer, knows not to sell too cheaply. But they might be more willing to sell than they were before he was injured. If it's a more competitive roster, if they have things they want to accomplish this season on a points by, points by game or a weekly basis, then they might be more open to trades than they would have otherwise. And so the principal question when you're sending trade offers out or deciding whether to accept them if you have a Justin Jefferson, a stud who is injured and in the prime of his career at peak value right now, is would you do this trade if he wasn't injured? And if you're trying to get Justin Jefferson, then the answer you want on that trade is no. This wouldn't happen unless he was injured. And if you have Justin Jefferson, the question is yes, I would do this trade even if he wasn't injured. And in there is a typical dynasty conflict. You have to give something someone else wants in order to get something that you want. But there are mutually exclusive goals here. So a good trade tries to balance a trade out in some other ways. That's why we often talk about the difference between value in terms of long-term tradability, if you like. How many teams and how many leagues will be willing to trade for this player at the same value and for how long versus points per game upside or points value. How relevant are they to scoring right now for this team and while your team situation should influence the trades you will be willing to accept especially for high level players from one moment to the next if you're a competitive team with justin jefferson you have to consider doing trades you wouldn't have last week in order to maintain or improve your points per game now jefferson this year is a really interesting case because he may well be back in three weeks or slightly longer and so if you just keep him on your roster, your team might get increasingly stronger throughout the season, which is one way to think about being a competitive team. Most teams become less competitive. Their points per game on a week-to-week -week basis drop week over week because injuries happen. The scoring in the NFL in general degrades as the season continues. The peak weeks get lower and elite players start to be saved sometimes on some teams as they get ready for their own playoffs and see less of the field on very competitive teams they might see less of the game in general because they're winning by the third quarter and so the team tries to change its 
own strategy in the game or its own tactics for its strategy long term of getting to the playoffs and trying to win a Super Bowl. And so point scoring on a week to week basis, typically we should think of it as getting as decreasing on a week to week basis. And so one way of thinking about trying to build a strategy for Dynasty, and most of the strategies I mentioned at the top are attempting to do that in one way or the other, and how you get there determines what strategy that is, is how does my team maintain or increase, get stronger throughout the season? Zero running back tries to get stronger because of the lack of injury concerns, or the less or the slightly lower injury concerns of wide receiver mean your players are less likely to suffer from that burden. And as you play the waiver wire and roster more and more running backs, because you're saving those bench spots for running backs, because you don't have to worry about your wide receivers so much because you went so high level on your wide receivers, you can spend more roster spots on running backs. You have more roster spots to spend on running back. You don't need to hope for as many depth wide receivers to hit. Then you can try to get stronger as the season progresses by picking up the Jordan Masons, the Elijah Mitchells, the Raheem most starts deeper in the draft, so your team, theoretically, is more likely to get stronger as the season progresses. So an elite stud like Justin Jefferson in a buy window is a much more difficult sell for a contending team. But there are others in different situations, and we should be on the lookout for them, for the buy injured heuristic. And something that's often undernoted is this is true of running backs as well. So running backs that are definitely done for the season in 2023 include J.K. Dobbins and Nick Chubb. There's also some injuries that, again, might come into play further down the year, further down the season, like Devin A-Chain, or A-Chan, as I believe he wants to be called. And so he might enter a slightly different category of what a team is willing to give up or what a team is willing to receive in order to get them. But those are the types of questions I tend to ask myself when looking at the buy injured question. I'm always sending offers out on players that get injured in the hopes I can get a trade that wouldn't have been done otherwise by giving a team something else they want to balance it. Not, not value, not points or long-term viability, but their weekly scoring output. I can maybe add that in my trade without necessarily changing much of what we're offering or taking. You are more viable through the rest of the season, I am less viable, that moves our teams in two different directions. And that's adding to a trade without actually adding anything. And that can often get trades done that wouldn't have been otherwise. Still sending full value for Jefferson, but the incentive is now that now that competitive team can keep scoring points and you can stop scoring points by trading him away right now. AJ Brown for Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown plus a first for Justin Jefferson is a great trade, but may not have been a possible a week or two or three, three weeks ago, but now might be for a competitive team that has lost Justin Jefferson. But Jefferson and A-Chain enter that list of maybe that team holds on because they're hoping they come back in four weeks and they're going to get stronger that way. But Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins, those teams, if they're competitive, don't have that option. And running backs fit this bill as well. Someone like J.K. Dobbins is difficult because... J.K. Dobbins' contract runs out this year, and we haven't seen him fully realize his potential in the NFL, or his prophesized potential in the NFL, should we say. So he becomes a lower value. But we should, like we talked about in the first episode, try to value things that other people already write off. And the one thing that we do know is that when players get healthy, that's why the buy-injured heuristic has worked so well for Adam Harstead and been so ingrained in Dynasty forever, 
there will be a window where someone else in your league is more likely to be more interested in that player once the workout video hits. This is something Zach Reed from the Dynasty Dummies talks about a lot when he talks about micro markets and buying into the potential of that market or the market or your league being more interested in them dependably when a player gets healthy. That's one of the micro markets he likes to plunder and one of the ways it feeds into just the simple idea of always trying to send trade offers on injured players. But it does work for running back, so I wanted to include it here too. But that's not the tactic itself. That's an element, a way you can try and employ the tech. So what's another way? What's another version of the tactic that I have for you this week? Buy rookies, frankly. Throughout a season, a lot of dynasty and also just fantasy content is devoted to deciding when and if a rookie is going to do well or poorly. Now, sometimes it's very, very clear, like Devin A. Chain going off for four touchdowns and over 50 points, and sometimes it's a little more subtle. Someone like Jordan Addison this year, consistently having a 17% share of the routes, performing well on it and scoring in the teens and PPR, when under the radar compared to someone like Puka Nakua. However, by now, week six, looking into week seven, I expect most people have caught up with that. Josh Downs is starting to get some fire, even though he's been going well over the course of the first six weeks. He's starting to get more hype and more buzz. Tank Dell, after one big blow-up week, has caught off somewhat. Yet he has consistently, this season, done fairly well in terms of earning opportunity and performing on that opportunity, and seeing that opportunity grow in certain weeks. Others, like Marvin Mims and Rashi Rice, have struggled to get outside of that 10% of routes, but performed fairly well on a smaller sample. They're not ideal, but it's a good positive sign if they're on your depth chart already. Now, I don't mean to break down rookies or tell you which ones to target or not target right here in this episode or even on this podcast, but I do want to highlight that Focusing on rookies is so important to dynasty and fantasy content in general because it's where the elite players come from. It's where the players you'll want on your roster in the future start. And six weeks into their rookie season, we should have enough information about enough of them to know which ones to sort out. Being quicker is often the dynasty edge at this point because so many people are so well informed and so active with their decision making that trying to be quicker has actually performed better over the last few years than trying to play the long game. However, it is worth noting some are worth waiting for. This year, some disappointments have happened, like Rashad Bateman and Traylon Burks, both of whom I thought there were very reasonable cases for still believing in their upside, but they struggled, partly because of injury and also not, in 2023 to really fulfill that promise. That, to me, means people might have fatigue on the long game and the long waiting game. Two rookies stand out right now as having not done anything yet, but they're in very different situations. Quinton Johnson has failed to earn routes, whereas JSN has failed to earn targets while getting that 17% on average route share on his offense right now. I was higher on JSN coming in, so it's a fairly easy conclusion for me to think that JSN is still the one I'd wait to week 9 on rather than Quinton Johnson. But rookie evaluation aside, it's good to know the landscape of rookies as they perform in the season and make strong, definite decisions on them as early as possible in Dynasty. Trading for rookies, buying rookies, is essential 
to building a dynasty roster. It's a very important element of the dynasty tactic we're talking about. It's one of the areas you should go looking for. But what's the commonality? Why am I bringing up buying injured and buying rookies? What is the dynasty tactic that unites these two different ways, these two different areas, these good areas to try to exploit and try to look for in your league opportunities to take advantage of every week in every season, especially in season? Trading down. We're all familiar with the trades where people package up a variety of things worth something for something that elite. And a lot of my personal dynasty strategy is ultimately about tearing up players till I have multiple elite players in terms of regular starters with plenty of value to try and compete and have value at the same time. But there are some opportunities where you can trade down, especially because those trade offers are usually highly sus. Everyone's familiar with a trade calculator offer where you're offering multiple players a barely worth anything if worth anything for one particular player that everyone wants on their roster. It fits in a trade calculator. It balances in a trade calculator, but ultimately it's just sending you a bunch of roster cloggers for something that every team in the league probably wants to roster if they can get a good trade on it. So the opportunities to actually trade down, to take something that is premium or a higher tier for something that is a lower tier and get multiple, often have more positive fantasy results, or at least a more more trades and more leagues are open to that trade offer and working something out in that instance. With buying injured and buying rookies, you have the potential to send those kind of trade offers and still end up with the best thing in the trade. Because rookies are more certain there's more risk there. And injured players have less points. And so there's less incentive for competitive teams to want them. So it's possible to trade into a Jordan Addison who works out to be the more valuable player in three months, in six months, or even two years down the line in a very fair offer that helps the team you're trading with and also helps you in the long run. Depending on how you're building your team affects who and what type of position and player you're actually targeting at any given time, or it should. should pay close attention to your strategy. That's why the majority of Dynasty content is focused on strategy talk. But I think the ability to trade down in these two specific instances, and there are probably others as well, the micro-market phenomenon or conundrum that Zach Reed talks about in the Dynasty Dummies being a key highlight for how some people are already trying to exploit this area of value in Dynasty. The ability to trade down, to take Justin Jefferson and get multiple things, but in a trade that actually helps you long term, as well as potentially right now for a competitive team, if you're trading AJ Brown and a first for Justin Jefferson, you're maintaining your points right now where Jefferson's out and adding more value further down the line to perhaps grab another rookie or make another decent trade. And I don't think we should... And I think that idea is worth highlighting as a tactic in and of itself to look for two areas where there is an opportunity where you can get the better thing by trading down into it. Instead of taking an elite asset and breaking it up into multiple assets or worth less long term and immediately for points for a competitive team, instead try to fight a trade where you technically will end up with perhaps the premium asset further down the line because they are more less certain or more risky long term depending on which side of the dynasty spectrum your team's on more competitive or more building affects what type of trade offers you should have but buying injured and trying to buy into rookies as quick and hard as possible is one way that you can trade down from players that are ranked higher that are tiered higher by consensus very fairly cd lamb 
AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, all these guys should be a higher tier for most per people's evaluation when they look at a trade than the multiple things they're actually trying to trade for. Balancing that trade is another question. That's why we have the Trade Addicts podcast. That's why we have all that, all those trade calculators and all those different ideas out there about value. But that tactic of trying to trade down into something that is more important for the direction your team is going right now, it's very rare in a dynasty league or for a dynasty team that trading down, trading one thing into multiple things can actually work out in the long term or in the short term for a dynasty roster in a way that makes sense. But the ability to trade down in the buy engine and also buy rookies arena I think is one of the key tactics I try to employ in Dynasty. No matter what team I'm looking at, when I'm looking for my leagues, looking for viable trades to help my team move in the right direction, I already I always have that in mind. Those are the first type of trade offers I want to send. I want to send something that's on my roster, like a Jefferson or a Devin A-Chain right now, injured but young and highly point scoring and expected to return to that after he gets back off the IR this year. Or to buy into Nick Chubb and D- J.K. Dobbins for a lot less in the hope that those value windows come back when we know what team they're playing for in J.K. Dobbins's case or when we see their workout video and they're actually going to be playing in the NFL again presumably in three months or in six months in the offseason when Nick Chubb hopefully gets back to health and trading from at fair value but decreased value because of the injured heuristic or fair value but increased value because of a few good weeks in the NFL but having confidence in that player profile or confidence in the numbers through the early part of their career can offer multiple avenues for improving your team in the direction you want to in general. So look for those offers first when you're looking through your leagues. Try to trade down. Try to send something great for things that are good the idea that one of them is innately naturally going to be more valuable or more viable in terms of point scoring relatively soon for a competitive team obviously i think you should never underrate the ability to trade down or the opportunity to try to trade down into those types of players in a dynasty league and so i think that's much more of a tactic it's not an end goal of where i want to be but it's a way i'm trying to get where i want to go by trading down whenever possible into distinct areas where the dynasty value will actually pay off long term. Not by sending unfair trades, but by sending great trades and great things. Anyway, that's what I have for you this week. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up at PA Howdy on Twitter or, you know, anywhere you need in that really, threads, I guess. Um, and I will see you again next time I come up with a dynasty tactic that I'm trying to employ in, uh, you know, Dynasty League. And I will see you next time here on Dynasty Tactics.